Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of the Dorenda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorenda, wife to one, mom to eight, nana to nine, and 27, well, actually now 28-year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. 31 Days in God's Word. It's a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms. You can find all three of those books at Amazon. You can also find them at my website, DorendaWilson.com, and you can find The 4-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I just mentioned. I am speaking in several places in 2023, and I'm including a link in the show notes so that you can see where I will be in case you live in that area and want to join uh, whatever event is happening there so that we can actually meet face-to-face. My next event is in Boston, Massachusetts, actually Burlington, Massachusetts, on April 29th. I'll leave a link to that event so that you can check it out if you happen to live in that area. Also, don't forget to check out my online mentoring course. This is a course of videos that I created to basically explain in more depth and detail what it looks like to take a simple, unhurried approach to homeschooling throughout the homeschooling years from kindergarten to 12th grade. So I hope you'll check that out. I will leave a link in the show notes to that as well. Now you've all heard me talk about CTC math for some time now, but have you tried it out yet? CTC math provides online video tutorials that make learning math easy and effective. This online math program uses creative graphics and animation that are sure to grab and keep your child's attention. Start your free trial today by visiting ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. I will leave a link in the show notes to that as well. Well, today I'm going to be talking about when your teen is doubting the existence of God. I recently received a letter from a mom who was concerned, but she had this to say, I have so loved and enjoyed your podcast over the past few years. You've been such an encouragement to me in our family's homeschooling journey and faith journey. Our almost 19-year-old daughter has begun to have doubts that God is real. My heart breaks for her. My husband and I want to give each of our kids um, Bible studies this year for Easter with weekly dates to go over them. I'm not a huge fan of Bible studies and much prefer to study the Bible on my own, and I'm not sure that this will appeal to her or which book to choose. Do you have any recommendations on books or studies or a plan that I could go through in the Bible with her or any other advice? I so appreciate this mom's question. And I thought, you know, I think that there are probably more homeschooling families out there than we realize that have kids maybe in their teens who are doubting their faith. You know, homeschooling isn't a saving factor. It doesn't, it doesn't, homeschooling our kids doesn't mean that they're actually going to be saved. However, you have spent many, many years investing and investing well as you have walked out your faith with your family and with these children who are asking questions. The first thing that I want to say is don't freak out. I think it's so important to recognize that questions are actually good. Asking questions, um, the fact that she's willing uh, or 
feeling free to say that she's having doubts is actually a good thing. It shows that she's seeking, that she is thinking for herself. Um, I think sometimes we forget that our children tend to see themselves as just a part of us. And they really need to get to that point where they are owning their lives and their faith. And for some, it happens earlier than others. And so I think encouraging that, um, the idea that this young lady wants, is is really thinking for herself and wanting to, and asking questions and, and and actually expressing her doubts is a good thing. So I think uh, that's a, a really great place to start. We have to be careful to remember that God is sovereign over our kids' lives. This is His work, and the faith that He is working in them, the work that He's doing in them is His work, and we cannot force it. When our kids start asking these kinds of questions, though, it's a great it's a red flag in terms of to get our attention, but also it is really an opportunity to step back and maybe approach it differently than we have in the past um, in terms of just assuming that our kids are going to, are, are embracing the faith. So I think I would caution, first of all, not to let your emotions take off with you. Don't let fear uh, put a cloud over your faith. God is definitely at work. He's definitely doing something. And the fact that she's, like I said, she's asking questions is actually a good thing. So we need to be careful not to let our emotions run the show. This can happen really easily for us. Um, We're nurturers. We're emotional. That's normal and natural for us. But we have to be careful that we take our emotions and we yield them to what is true um, in terms of the scripture, in terms of um, how the Holy Spirit is leading. I think it's important to remember that as believers, we are covenant families. And maybe that's a term you haven't really heard before. I would encourage you to look up um, more information on it. Uh, Doug Wilson has a new book out called Covenant Family, but there there are other places that have that kind of Uh, information that could be helpful to help explain it more fully because I'm not going to do an exhaustive uh, explanation here. But I will say this, um, just give a brief explanation. Because you are a believer, whether your spouse is or not, you are a covenant family. So God is in covenant with you. Because he's in covenant with you, he is also in covenant with your family, which means that it is absolutely appropriate for us to, um, we're going to do the hard work of raising our kids for the Lord and instilling his word and ways in them. But at the end of the day, we are trusting in God's covenant with us and with our children that he will himself bring them to the faith. So the reason that I can say that is if if you've ever read the scripture on um, when it comes to unsaved husbands, and unsaved wives, 1 Corinthians 7, 14 says, for the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife, and the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. 
Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but as it is, they are holy. So do you hear that right there? The fact that you are saved is what um, allows your family, your whole family to really technically be in uh, a covenant, be a covenant family. And through you, God is going to work in the lives of your children and your spouse if your spouse is not changed or is not saved. So this is such an amazing thing to be able to grasp. It's so hopeful. And so I would encourage you to do a little digging and study on what a covenant family is. But anyway, I'm going to move on in kind of making my recommendations when it comes to how do you approach this with this child that is doubting, that is asking questions. Um, so we've dealt with the emotional part of it, right? We're going to not let fear get a grip. We are going to align ourselves with God and His faithfulness and His faithfulness to us as His people and our family as a covenant family. But the next thing I would suggest is, um, well, before I do that, another little bit of encouragement. Be thankful that in this season, that this season in her life is actually happening under your care and under your watchful eye. What a blessing. What if you launched her or him and this topic hadn't come up and this comes up when they're out in the world and there's other influences and there's not the um, the same covering that there is when they are under our care and under our roof. So I would say in moving forward, if, if she's open to sitting down and talking about it in a relaxed setting, absolutely do it. Encourage it. If she says no at first, keep trying. Um, but when you actually do that, when you sit down with her, Obviously, beforehand, you're going to pray. You're going to ask the Holy Spirit for discernment. You're going to ask Him for wisdom to really help you hone in on what's going on in her heart. Um, But what you're going to do is you're going to go into this conversation letting her do most of the talking. So maybe start the conversation with something like... um, I understand that you're having doubts about whether or not God is real. So tell me more about that. When did you start to doubt? Um, And just let her talk. Um, You could ask something like, was there something specific that got you to thinking differently than you have before about whether God exists or not? Maybe something she heard. Uh, Maybe it's an unanswered prayer. Maybe it's something she doesn't understand and doesn't make sense to her. Um, Those are all a lot of legitimate reasons for our kids to have doubts. And again, so thankful that she's asking questions, so thankful that she actually even just had the freedom to express that she was having doubts. And again, we're asking the Lord to give us wisdom and discernment about what's really going on. So we're just going to listen and try to gain an understanding of where her heart is. We do not have to fix this in the first sitting. This is not our job or our responsibility. Our responsibility is to do what God calls us to do, um, which is to pray over them. That's absolutely the absolute best thing you can be doing. But then to participate as the as the Lord leads. So 
a lot of times as you're listening and trying to gain an understanding of where her heart is, um, it's also good for her to be able to verbalize it. So it's 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 good for us to be really seeking to understand before being understood. And it's good for her to be able to say the words, um, to have the freedom to say the words. Often what I have found with my kids is when I actually gave them the freedom to say what they were really feeling or thinking, that alone helped them realize that they weren't as doubtful as they thought. And so as you're sitting there and having this conversation, let your body language and facial expressions and responses communicate openness. Um, Sometimes when we're nervous or we're worried or we're afraid, we come off very tight, uh, very, um, oh, the body language is is just really kind of intense. So we're going to have to take a deep breath and really work to make our body language, our facial expressions, all say, I'm listening. I really want to hear what you have to say. Maybe somewhere along the way, you can share with her any time in your life when you doubted and what you learned from it. Or maybe you've never shared your testimony with her about how you came to Christ. So ask the Lord to bring to mind how to respond, if at all. If you're not getting anything, that's okay. Just listen. You will know better when you walk away from this conversation You'll know better how to pray for her more specifically, especially as you think about the conversation afterwards and pray through it. God can give you very specific things to be praying for. This is all excellent, excellent um, in moving towards uh, where you want to go with this child. It starts with prayer. It starts with knowing specifically where the issues are, praying over those, asking the Lord for wisdom, asking God to bring people into her life that would that would say specific things that would get her attention. So I think that often, you know, it's going to be more than one conversation. It may need to be many, many conversations as the Lord leads. Now, sometimes we get stuck, you know, when it comes to their questions, it is absolutely fine to say, you know, I've never, that's a really good question. I've actually never thought of that. And I don't have the answer to that, but let's try to figure it out together. So maybe you're going to go to the word together. You're going to use a concordance and try to look to see um, what you might be able to find. Uh, The other thing we can do is reach out to our local church. That's what the church is there for. We not only serve there, but there's an there's a symbiotic relationship and a place where we should be able to go and ask those questions. So maybe we're going to get together with a pastor or someone else that we trust that's in leadership, and we're going to take our daughter with us or our son and say, hey, let's ask so-and-so these questions and see what they have to say. So what we're doing is we're saying, look, I'm on your side. Your questions are legitimate and they don't scare me. 
Because you know what, moms? Our God is a big God, and He can shoulder and handle this situation, but we're going to have to lean into Him. A couple of book suggestions that I'd like to make is a book called I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Um, So I think that's a really great read for someone who maybe thinks a little more logically and factually Another good book that maybe has a little more feeling to it is Ray Comfort's book, Faith is for Weak People. Maybe, moms, you're going to purchase both of those books, and you're going to kind of gauge, ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom to know which one to share with your child or which things out of it to share with them. You know, you could say something like, you know, I've— your questions were so good that it actually launched me into reading this book. And I wanted to share with you some of the things that I came across. So now we're sort of on this journey together with our child, and we're not telling them what to believe, but we're learning alongside of them. And so the final thing that I really want to encourage you to do, and I've already said this a couple of times, amp up your prayers over this child. Pray also with your husband. Talk with him about maybe how to have these conversations or the things you're concerned about and pray together over them. Ask people you trust to pray as well. Don't allow fear to cloud your faith and trust in God's ability to reach your child in ways you had never thought of thought of ask him to do what only he can do in the way that only he can some of these things why our kids have these questions can be a mystery to us but they are not a mystery to God God knows our children inside and out he weaved them together he put them together And so just ask him to do the work that only he can do and reach them in the ways that only he can. And also ask him to give you eyes to see your child the way he does. One of my favorite sayings is not all who wander are lost. Your child may not necessarily be lost, just wandering for a time. And it's a beautiful time to come alongside of them and and walk some of that journey with them and pray pray, pray over their hearts. We love these kids and God loves them too. So moms, don't be afraid. Don't let fear get a grip. Understand that not all who wander are lost and and, and claim that child for the Lord. You are a covenant family. And I always look at my kids and say, God, these kids belong to you. We are a covenant family. These are your children. Give us wisdom. Give us clear direction. Do the work that only you can do um, and trust him to do it. Lord, I just thank you so much for this time together. I thank you for these kids who challenge us by asking questions. God, I ask that you would help every mom listening to not be fearful, but to look at this as an opportunity to walk through another season with their child. I pray that you would give them eyes to see these children the way you do. I ask that you would give them discernment and wisdom as to how much to say and and what not to say. I pray that um, you would just bring their marriage, make their marriage stronger through this. And I thank you and praise you that not all who wander are lost. And thank you that we are covenant families and that your hand is literally on our families. We thank you and we praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Looking to give your child a well-rounded education while also ensuring positive socialization opportunities and their ability to succeed in life? Consider joining a classical conversations community and homeschooling alongside local families. Led by a trained, licensed director, families learn through classical conversations, proven Christ-centered curriculum together in a community. With locations in all 50 states and over 50 countries, there is bound to be a community near you. To find your community today, visit classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. That's classicalconversations.com slash Dorinda. I will leave a link in the show notes. Have a great day. 